Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show, The Big Show, the most important and critically acclaimed podcast that is recorded in our moving vehicle. And today we are in the red studio. That's right. We are in the car, and well, one of the cars, and we're driving towards Eagles. I'm a photographer, we and we're going to try and get some eagle pictures if we can. Usually the eagles congregate around the uh, locking dams in the on the Mississippi River. They get behind uh, on the south, the, the uh, downstream. downstream side, uh, because is no matter how cold, the locking dam will break open some surface right below or downstream from the lock and dam and the eagles can fish there sometimes you'll get two to three hundred eagles i doubt we'll see that today because it has not been that cold but it might be I maybe next week <laughs> maybe next week yeah but we're going to go today we're going to take a look and uh, on the way we're going to record for you a podcast today is a um, backwards mystery episode we're going to be doing a podcast on a post that she's writing that I don't even know what it's about. So she's going to be able to take the lead on the podcast and tell me and tell you what this post is all about. And we're going to make this an accompanying podcast with that post. So take it away by partner in crime, Miss Spice. He will catch right up on this because he's actually got a part in the story. That's the musical sound You know, effects. when you're dressing to go to an office or something, yeah. you, you dress according to social requirements and sometimes according to mood, but it doesn't really matter. And most of us have lots of choices of things we could wear shopping or to, to work or whatever else. Shopping. Yeah. But <laughs> if you work outside in rough weather, what you're wearing becomes a big, important deal. That becomes important survival gear rather than just some clothes. Because I have had to dig cars out of ice storms wearing work clothes, work shoes, and trying the whole scrape with a credit card thing. (laughs) People who say that haven't tried it with real ice storm, guys. No, that's light frost. That's not (laughs) actually ice. Yeah, you got half an inch of ice. The only thing the credit card's used for is buying the blowtorch. But I've also tried to dig cars out of, you know, three feet of snow in good boots and warm insulated insulated coveralls and been much more comfortable doing it. It's literally true that if you have to be outside and you have to be working outside, then good boots and good outerwear can be the difference between you and injury, between you and hypothermia. And by good boots... We start with waterproof and go from there. Yeah. Uh, waterproof at least on the lower parts of yeah, them. Yeah, at least on the lower parts. Yeah. And water-resistant all over. Because if it's snow, some is going to get in through the top. But you right. want to minimize that. Uh, right. The thing is, that sort of gear, most of us don't have big piles of it sitting around in our closets. That's true. I don't know of anybody who's got 50 pairs of work boots. But I probably know some people who have 50 pairs of wouldn't I look cute in these shoes. Not me, but people I know. Uh, And good outerwear is also pretty scarce. It's fairly expensive to buy. and Pretty expensive to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty expensive. But you can get some of it at secondhand stores and stuff like that Mm -hmm. if you look hard. 
And if you uh, are of an unusual size, it becomes even trickier to buy good outerwear, which and means... both of us are of an unusual size. I'm yes, in opposite Six directions. foot three and a really big guy. I mean, it just takes like huge, uh, huge, tall... But see, one of my weird things in my size, I'm six foot three, but I have 30-inch legs. I've got these these little bitty stumpy legs. So the spine and this goes huge, on forever. huge, ridiculous torso <laughs> that goes on like for... I mean, it was, I'm 6'3 with 30-inch legs. I mean, that ought to tell you everything you need to know about how long my spine is, which makes it nearly impossible to find clothing that fit me. Um, Especially in the more niche markets, like good outerwear. Really good outerwear right. is a niche market. And, you know, I can find uh, tall stuff. But it usually has 36-inch legs or 34-inch legs. I got 30-inch legs. and that, that With regular pants and stuff like that, you can hem those. That, that's a, it's really just impossible to hem a lot of the outerwear, the type that we're talking about, with the zippers and the legs so you can get them around boots. And, unless you are a real seamstress not, with a heavy-duty machine. Yeah. And I am not a real seamstress. And Salty's not even close. And she's a five foot four, slim... But muscular woman. I mean, she's 115, 120, somewhere in this, call it 120 pounds, but at five foot four, but it's a very muscular five, uh, you know, 120 pounds. Outerwear is built for guys mostly. Yeah. And women's stuff, women's outerwear just doesn't fit her because she has short legs too. And the stuff that we actually found a pair of overalls. I found them. Oh my goodness! I worked at a part part time. Been thirty years. (laughs) Yeah, it's not thirty years, but it's been a good twenty. It was nineteen ninety six, ninety seven, somewhere in there. So yeah, it's been a little over twenty. I worked there part time um, to make a few extra dollars as we were getting out of debt, and I uh, found this pair of two XL boys coveralls. Insulated coveralls. Insulated coveralls. Mechanics big, coveralls yeah. is what they look like. Yeah. Uh, key brand. Uh, but this was back when they were made in America. So, actually good key brand. And yeah, they were they were just, but they were, I mean, they were dirt cheap. I think I paid $5 for them. The good insulated. This is, a, you know, back in the 90s, a $70 pair of coveralls. Insulated coveralls. But they just, nobody had somebody. And uh, I think I paid $5 for them. And I asked, can I bring them back? Because, I mean, I work for the store. Can I bring them back if they don't fit her? Yeah, sure. And she put them on, and they fit her perfectly. Perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. This is the heavy duck material outer with the good insulated inner, good, robust zipper. Uh, zipper lasts 20 years. And we bought these 22 years ago. Yeah, it's been. Hmm. So we had. I've also got a pair of boots. Also bought really Cheap, once upon a time, about a decade ago. Excuse me, I'm dodging a, a, some debris. You're hearing some rumble. Maybe that's because I had to go into the other lane to dodge debris. Chunks of ice. Knock the big blocks of snow off your cars before you go for a drive, folks. Right. So They're not fun in the roadway. Anyway. So, got a good pair of boots that's got good grippy soles and big enough that I can have warm socks underneath and tall enough and all that other stuff. Hard to find. Got some. Well, Drama. It's been more than 10 years on the boots. It's been more than 20 years on the overhaul. They both broke this year. How can I shovel snow if I don't have my boots and don't have my coveralls? Because literally it is that big a difference. Yeah, I've got other coats. I've got other boots. But good outerwear is important when you're working outside. 
And here's the difference between owning good outerwear and owning outerwear outerwear. The good outerwear is worth repairing, even when it's a serious repair like a zipper on coveralls. That's a big deal. Yeah, I I could not begin to do that sewing job. It's a tricky job, and I've never been a good seamstress. Fortunately for (laughs) us, our neighbor across the street is the town's... um, Seam, seams person. I don't want to call her seamstress. She is, but she's a seams person. Uh, I actually work with her daughter, and and uh, so I see a lot of stuff. <laughs> People bring it in to her daughter, and then she takes them over to her mom's house, and lots of times they'll work on them together and have some, some family time while they're sewing. This is what they do, and it's extra income, which is great. Um, so you we, want a little side job for when the shit hits? When the stuff hits the fan, the stuff, the fertilizer hits the fan. Yeah, oh. you want an extra side job that'll pay then repair, because it's a re- relatively specialized skill. And right now, getting good outerwear is just somewhat expensive and somewhat difficult. But if things start to fall apart and a whole lot more people are going to be spending time outdoors. You're not just going to be able to order what you want from Amazon and have it show up on your doorstep. Right. It's even going to be now, important. You know, to even keep now, getting stuff that fits your good right stuff in good shape is hard. But she's absolutely right. After the stuff hits the fan, it's just going to be yeah. Good luck with that, especially if you are not a size medium, a size large, or extra large man with typical leg lengths and typical waists, or a fairly large. Uh, yeah, fairly a, large. A big woman. strong woman has a lot of stuff that will fit her. Yeah, I'm a little bit of a size profile size for large or extra large in women's. Yeah, not so much in medium and virtually nothing in small. I guess they think small women don't work or something. Yeah, apparently they don't seem to think there's a whole lot of us out there. Well, there's probably just not a market for it. If they if there's a market for it, they'd make it. So to be fair, the market's mostly in the misses departments, right? And they don't make good outerwear for the misses department. So that's- uh, yes, typically. Now I will. There will be a caveat thrown in here. We know for, and we're not talking about for snow outerwear, but for actual windshield wind shear warmth, small, packable, uh, for fit women. They make outstanding outerwear. ski gear. It's just very, very expensive, and it's and it's and specialized. Tends to be covered with. Plastered with advertisements. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that you've seen, if you've been on 3BY at all, and you've seen pictures of her, you'll see her in her beloved Aqua and Saponi zebra jacket. It's a cycling jacket. Now, that was what the Aqua and Saponi cycling team wore back in the time when Mario Cipollini was there in the early 2000s, which should tell you the quality of this jacket because she's been wearing this jacket almost 20 years now. Yeah, certainly 15 years. And up until this year, there was never an issue with it. That's how good this jacket is. She's been wearing it for 15 years. I mean, it's good, warm, comfortable. But alas, the zipper finally went in it. So the zipper went in my good medium weight jacket and my good coveralls. And the eyelets started falling out of my boots all in the space of about a month. Yeah, so she was kind of pouty. She was pouting. If I had actually had to be out in the cold a lot, that would have been a very bad event with those coveralls and boots being unavailable. So, so that's what this post is actually about, being ready to pre- 
to repair, well, first, get yourself good outerwear for whatever habitat you expect to find yourself in when the time comes. And a little worse than that in both directions, frankly, because it gets a little worse sometimes. And then have the means to be able to repair it. Or have the, yeah, have the means and the knowledge of who to get help from to yeah. repair it. Uh, with the situation that we were in, uh, the neighbor, I'll, call, I'll just call her the neighbor, uh, was glad to help. I call, uh, Did I contact her? You con- well, one you of did. Us, I did. Yeah, I contacted her. And she said, absolutely, no problem. Uh, so we dropped off the clothing, and the first thing she said, well, this may take a little while. I have to order these zippers. I have most normal zippers, but these zi- at least one of these zippers I'm going to have to order. Really long, metal, sturdy. And so it's just something that, you know, is used only for coveralls. Now, here's the, here's the preparation part. Now, if these coveralls were critical to your survival, wouldn't you maybe want to have an extra zipper that works in them? Yeah, I could have get gotten the zipper changed and it would look ugly and it would take much cussing but i could have done the zipper eventually but way better to have her do it oh yeah or we could have you know if it was in a stuff hits the fan situation and we know she since we know she is the person who can do this we would be able to trade her barter at least uh stuff for the repair job yeah but if, if we don't we have the zipper, the zipper you're stuffed because that is something you just really cannot make in a low-tech situation. A good right. zipper is invaluable in that kind of situation. And you can't go robbing the clothes closet for somebody's fashion jacket and take a zipper off it and expect it to work more than 10 minutes. Right. Now, this, on the uh, Aqua and Saponi jacket, you know, it has a completely different kind of zipper. It's a really, really tough, strong, but lightweight zipper. It's a plastic zipper, not a metal zipper. Not anymore. It's a metal zipper now. Okay, well, it's a metal zipper now. Well, it was a plastic zipper. Yeah, but it was a good one that lasted for a decade. But here's the thing, though. She had only one of those zippers on hand. I didn't ask which one. And outerwear is common in our part of the world, and there's a lot of people working out there, and I imagine she gets her share of jobs, including this sort of stuff. But still, the zippers are a specialty enough item. She doesn't keep every dang thing on hand and not many copies of any of it. So it reminded us, and uh, probably next weekend we'll go up to the Mennonite store where they sell all this stuff. All the zippers. Sewing notions for practical clothing. Notions, if you're not a sewing person, is what they call the little bits and pieces you need, like buttons and zippers and stuff like that. Lace, but that's not an issue here. We're going to pick up some extra big coat zippers, metal zippers, sturdy zippers, because... Having those on hand, it was very easy to get those things repaired, and they'll probably be good for as long as I am fit enough to continue to go out and wear them. For the boots, dental floss and big embroidery needle, because it required sewing through leather. I could use the pre-punched holes from the original sewing, so I didn't need a leather punch to get through it. But I I did have to have an embroidery needle because I needed big enough, strong enough thread that would actually take up to multiple soakings, drying, soakings, dryings, freezing, thawing, all sorts of abuse for years on end without breaking. And the only thing I've got that really fits that description is dental floss. It's great stuff for sewing outerwear and camping gear and other has-to-be-tough repair jobs. So a packet of embroidery needles, that is one cheap prep, guys. Dental floss... 
You should have plenty of that anyway. Buy tons because it's so dang cheap and it's useful for so many things because it's a really tough, really water-resistant, really flexible string. Now, you originally you had prepared it. these boots once before. Actually, when you got yeah, them. When like, I bought them, were, yeah, they were on these really cheap blowout sale, and I got them home and went to put them on, and I figured out why the eyelets started coming out the second time I wore them on some of these guys. It wasn't the leather that was bad. It was the actual eyelets. Yeah, the bad. sewing was bad on some of the seams. Right. So at, at the time, I got the dental floss out, and I fixed the ones that started out loose, and those are still holding strong. Twenty, ten years later. Yeah. Uh, but 10 years later, some of the other ones started to go, and they're the ones I had to repair this week. Eventually, the leather will go, and there's not much you can do about that. But Yeah, but it shows no sign of it yet, and it, they've been seeing hard use for a good long time now, so they may outlast me. Now, we have an article on uh, 3BY written by Paranoid Prepper about this, but Scotchgard is a good thing to keep around, too. Scotchgard the heck out of these boots once or twice a year, and that does help not only keep the water off, but it helps uh, keep the leather from from uh, deteriorating. Yeah. And if and, you are uh, out in the snow and stuff, what the Scotch Guard really does is it keeps the, the heat of your foot melts some of the snow on the outside. It discourages it from soaking through as it melts. Right. And you can Scotch Guard the uh, overalls too, and it just doesn't weigh you down. You know, the heat of the, the your body doesn't melt and cause the overalls to become wet. Yeah, this, this material is actually snow resistant enough. It just brushes right off. I've never had to, but... But you can't. But I could have, and I've got plenty of Scotch Guard to do it with. So that was the real theme here. First, make sure you've got the good outerwear, because if you're not used to working outside in bad weather, you may not realize what an enormous difference quality makes there. I am not a clothes hound. I do not pay up for clothing, except good outerwear. And good shoes. Yeah, because they make such an enormous difference. And once you've got it, have the materials to be able to repair it so you can keep it functional for a good long time. And it will greatly improve your efficiency, comfort, and maybe even safety. Because these boots are the safest thing I've got to walk on ice. I can put cleats on them if I need to, but mostly their, their soles are grippy enough I can walk on even most ice uh, with pretty good success. I don't want to claim I'm immune to falling. That would be bad luck. But my track record is pretty good all right anything else you want to add no that'll do all right we're going to stick a fork in this episode and we'll catch you the next time thank you for listening and as always be prepared for what life throws at you that may be my new tagline be prepared for what life throws at you what do you think you like that tagline yep that works she approves well we're out bye-bye